Hello, my children. She's Mom, pretending like she's going to talk at this normal volume the whole time. David, yeah, right? are you drunk? I want Simon and... Alvin, Alvin, Simon, Simon and, and Theodore. Theodore to meet in me in Europe. Europe. A bye, a bye. Bye. A David. No, Mary was not uh, into. All right, gang. Mom, Let's start. Are you ready for yes. your birthday show? Yes, I am a day. I'm a year older since yesterday. Does mom? Does mom know Is the outline, or are we just giving it to her? Is that how it works? She doesn't know. I, I figured. I she thought was I was here to wa- talk about the Mandalorian. Do you need this? Well, you warm? Are you warm? Enough? I'm not cold. Dad She's is the one with the cold phone. phone. It's, no, this one Dad, acts like my mother. No, like all I, the time. Like, <laughs> I'm traumatized. <laughs> <laughs> I go behind mom and I'm like, "Did you cough? Do you need a tissue? Did you sneeze? Should I take your temperature? Open your rectum. I want to get a good read." <laughs> She's driving me nuts. My kids, kids by me. the way, save me from when, Lily. Whenever anyone's sick, my kids are like, "We know what happens if we call Bubba. She's gonna start to try to put medicine in your tushy." <laughs> yeah, and then Listen, my it's mother, a, Harry, will a, tell you, and Mario, my mother would do a key steed. You know what that is, right? It's an enema, I'm telling you. But Becky and I also with the red water bottle. (laughs) Becky and I 100% agree that that is a good remedy for most illnesses. Oh, guys, I have a colonoscopy coming up in like next month, (sighs) and I am sent out the road. You decided? Are you joking? I mean, it's, first of all, first of all, bad compared to a Canadian one. I first of all, I get you, you get to do like Canadians a full, don't believe in drugs. You get to do a full cleanse, right? So somebody, I'm like, I'm like, I get to do like a medically approved full cleanse. Get to evacuate everything. Start from scratch. Who doesn't like to do this? Like when you get a new computer, who doesn't like that? <laughs> yeah, pretty sure. You sound two. like Hosha who loves fasting on Yom Kippur. Two. I mean, really. <laughs> two. Oh, there's a lot of good new shy. in this world. There's a lot of good material two. cold open here. I know. I'm just, the cold open is just going to be all this. <laughs> two. <laughs> propofol. I mean, who propofol is like. I mean, is, when they gave me no, that, well, they, they did the say to me. The last time they gave me that, it burned my veins so much. I was screaming no, no, it burned, at the top of my lungs. It burned, no, it's because your IV wasn't in properly. No, no, it burns. Profile. It burns when it goes it in. It burns so yeah. much. The doctor was going, what is wrong with you? And it, then I went it to It burned <laughs> when it went in my surgery just now. And and I was like, hey, it's bur-. I was like, hey, you know, it's burning. And he's like, yeah. In about a minute, you won't care. And I was yeah, like, my, my minute? It's less than 10 seconds. It's my not. doctor said it's to me. Yeah. It was seconds. But I was In a minute, I mean, like a... Shy, uh, what did your doctor question. say to you? I don't know. My doctor said to me, my doctor said to me, right before, right as he's giving it to me, he's like... This stuff's really good. This is the stuff that killed Michael Jackson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that that guy has True. dark humor. But so I have no, to my, tell my you. Like, get ready for the best nap of your life. Right. But I have <laughs> to tell you, I get it. Like, it's so good. Like, if I could take that oh every God. night. And go to bed at night? Are you kidding me? You wouldn't hear your baby crying. You How wouldn't. awesome is that? You wouldn't. You would just, oh, it's such a good it's sleep. Such a good yeah. sleep. Welcome to a festive episode of the Friday Night Movie Podcast, because this episode is going to be about the progenitor of the Friday Night Movie Podcast. It is our mother, Fanny's birthday, and she is here. Lily has her in Spain. They are on sharing earphones, so the amount of chaos... You know it's going to be loud. is, ...is insane. Mom, happy birthday, and are there any more birthday surprises that the people in this family can ruin for you? Well, first of all, thank you very much. I really appreciate you rallying behind me as I turn a year older. But I have a very big question before we get to the gifts. Are you a year older anywhere in the world that it becomes midnight and it's now the next day? Or are you a year older on the hour in the time zone that you were born? This is something that kept me up. I I think that when the day you turn, the day turned to the date where you are is your birthday. 
I don't, I don't, I don't get as worked up over the exact time. Also, because I can never remember. No, I, I think you'd have to calculate time zones. Like, you know. So if I was born at 5.15 PM, what would be Eastern time? Or maybe it wasn't because it was in the Andes. So I'm not sure. So let's just assume for argument's sake, it was Eastern time. (laughs) She was born in Venezuela for those listening. On November, Friday, (laughs) November 13, 1953, did I turn 67 at 5.16 p.m. Eastern time on November 13th of 2020. Yes. Is it still your birthday yes. in the Andes? Is that what you're asking? Yes, and is it still my birthday? I there? think if it's not your time <laughs> zone, it's the future or the past. Shouldn't your birthday start from the time you were born 420 for 420 for the next 24 hours instead of midnight on the day you were born? I, I think that's, that's another debate, but most that's like it should be more of like born. a Jewish calendar, Wait. like an Arab birthday into also, birthday. Also, that gives way more time Wait. for late birthday wishes. True. Also, Becky's birthday birthday begins when my birthday ends and her birthday begins. Which is hilarious because mine is mine and Becky's own child are in between. But all that matters is Becky's birthday. I'm, Becky only rec- cares about her so, own. Have Even in her rec- birthday wish to me, she mentioned her birthday. So, Mom, we had a recalibrated. whole bunch of surprises for you for your birthday. And Should I list the ones you've given me already? Well, and one by one. Oh, you've gotten they, all of them. You've gotten all of them. But one by one, as each one <laughs> was supposed carefully. to be secret, it was ruined. And then like somewhere in there, like my own birthday present was ruined. So, <laughs> Right, no, it wasn't enough to ruin all of Mom's surprises. Then we had to just like ruin your birthday in case. And I nearly no had a nervous here's, my birthday? here's the thing. Here's nope. the thing. You actually, don't have nobody, no the truth is nobody ruined my birthday surprises because I only listened with half an ear and I actually had no clue what any of so the surprises were. Why don't you talk about were. your wonderful birthday that Lily organized that Becky and I helped? It with. was incredible what Lily did. And I, I knew she was up to something. She, they helped me a lot. Know, but you have to have lived in the household really? where no. every time I went through a door, Lily would be, get out of here, get out of here, I'm busy. And I'm going, why well, are you so busy with that? She goes, I have a lot of phone calls to make. I'm and doing WhatsApp a lot of stuff. And, and I'm going, what is wrong with you? And she goes, don't ruin the surprise. And I'm going, oh, I guess it must be about my birthday. Fine, I'll walk away. But it was Didn't constant matter. for about three days. Didn't matter. <laughs> because, like for example, I had this like really cool chocolate and Guinness beer cake it's made. It's actually amazing, Becky. With a cream cheese frosting at this uh, bakery that my friend owns. And... I had dad and Ari pick it up and I like arranged them coming through to the house to put it in like our second refrigerator that we have in the other part of the apartment that, um, so mom wouldn't see them because she was in the living room and then they were going to fake go back in through the door. So they, she thought they were just coming home and I had orchestrated the whole thing. So she'd never know they brought home a gigantic (laughs) cake and it's all done. It's all ready. Flavored with beer, and they walk. She, they walk okay. in the door, and, and Ari comes running into my <laughs> arms and goes, "Booby, booby, Papa and I just picked up your birthday cake. It's awesome. It's in the refrigerator. Kids always and I'm like, spill the Are beans. you kidding me? Oh my god, <laughs> it was very Kids sweet though. And I told Lily it was worth hearing it from him. And then she let at the birthday dinner. She wanted me not to see the cake until after we finished eating dinner. Like when it, dilemma like a, number one, like a normal birthday. Ari need to go to sleep before we had dinner. But all day long, he'd been talking about this birthday cake that he went to pick up. And about a half hour before his bedtime, he goes, can we do your birthday now? Can we do your birthday now? Can we? You know how four-year-olds constantly are repeating the same thing? And Lily's going, no, we're going to do it after dinner. And I go, Anyways, are you nuts? This poor four-year-old wants to see the birthday long cake. Long story short, he made her try the birthday cake. I'm like, way before we even had dinner which was pretty funny waited for you guys to have dinner in spain this is true too something i mean but the other great one was and i feel bad because becky well no becky is the person in our family who tells you not to tell her secrets right because she won't remember what's a secret no no no. i am literally like the lost and found of secrets that is the way (laughs) to describe it people just dump them on me and i my problem is i can't keep track of whose secret Wait, 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 we, we also wait before Becky ruined the other surprise. We got mom a gift that also got the confirmation by email. Okay. And mom is goes. Do you hear Jose? Can you hear him? Jose, we can hear you screaming. He's talking to your husband, but I guess he thinks that, like, That's, I don't know, we're on I mean, mute. That loud for Vlad? I feel like Vlad's gonna no. No, yeah, anyway, sorry. Loud. So mom then goes sits down on my computer, 
opens up somehow. I don't understand how. Jose's email on my computer. Because mom's a snooper. Yeah. She is. And no. Like I said, I just find the accidental find spy application. She is. Segway. That that's a, I will what are we For talking her. about? You as an accidental spy. And the, the gift pops up. And I'm like, God damn it. And then I didn't see it. And then yeah, she's being very kind. But no, she it's did. true. I didn't. And then we we go to show her the birthday cameo that we got her, which is from I was like saving this as a surprise that Fiona the hippo, hippo. From, hippo from the Sins, a celebrity hippo that my mom follows diligently in the Cincinnati Zoo. We have the book, we have the toy, everything. And I'm a kid at heart. We're about to show a dirt, and Becky goes on Zoom. We're all on Zoom, but Becky goes, Mary, hurry. It's a video of a hippo. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, just forget it. I'm like, for fuck once you know, we've we've the watched is- it twenty times since then. But you need to so, understand. Becky goes, oh shit. What my three children do not understand is that I really only listen to them with half an ear, and I truly, Becky, did not oh. hear what you said. All I heard was the word video, and I figured, oh, okay, there's going to be a video anyway. But I thought it was a video of you guys doing messages for me, like I got in the morning from Lily. So I never occurred to me Anyways. that it would be Fiona the so hippo. Let's, let's be clear. Let's be clear. Let's count them up. <laughs> we made mom a med- a video of messages. Then we got her a yes. video of a hippo. And her real present was to come on the podcast. We've essentially given her like the equivalent of coupons. Of like mom coupon. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be very clear that our gift to her was you can come and talk to us for one hour. Yeah, but they- Ev- Everybody. No, but the truth is, I am assuming you all chipped in mm-hmm. to this very expensive two nights at a five-star hotel with my own swimming pool and a butler. You guys no. didn't chip in for yes, that? Yes, of course. You don't, I don't think you know how much that hippo cost. All right. Now, the hippo. other thing mom got was a poem from my older daughter, but I'm not going to read it here because I just want you to I know love that, that she wrote poems about everyone in our family. And I want you to read mine so you understand the level knows, of quality. God knows what daughter. she said in mine because I still never forget the time she said, "Oh, Tia Becky's having a baby. That's so wonderful. Should Lily have another one? Maybe not. Have you seen Ari? <laughs> <laughs> that kid. That kid is wild. So, <laughs> and that stays with me. So this is what she wrote about me. <laughs> Now, you remember how beautiful the one she wrote about mom was, right? Okay, so this is what she wrote about me. Shy. It's amazing. It's an acrostic. So each sentence begins with the first le- with a letter. Shy. Shy is in love with farts. He can be oh. late. Alas, yep. never farts at the dinner table. He says it's rude. I phone loves him. <laughs> that is incredibly accurate. So maybe she was right about me not appropriating more. Yeah. Okay. And now the topic of today is we're going to catch up on so many fun things we've been watching. <coughs> we want to start with a special thing we made for mom. We're going to play a signature game called the Comparathon, which existed before it was game. named by the great by the great uh, Chris Royce from the Buddies Without Borders podcast. And <coughs> Comparathon works like this, mom. I'm going to put a, a, a topic up. And then I'm going to weigh it against something. You're going to tell me which one wins. So if I said Coke, and then I said, all right, Coke or Sprite, you would say which one you like, right? So Coke or Sprite? Coke, Coke obviously. Of all right, Coke oh, or root What beer? are we, dad? Coke. <laughs> Coke. Coke. Okay, all right, good. Okay. Good, you know how to play it. So we're going to, we want to play it this year because it's your birthday. We know how to play or we like Coke. We're, <laughs> we're, we're going to play with you're with some of mom's favorite hunks of all time because you're hunks hunks mom's like classic hunks that she loves it's her birthday we're getting her hunks like it's the 80s they lose the rig so we're going to start with our number one here is mark Harmon. okay mom you got to be unmuted to answer to play the game She's laughing so hard, no one will be able to hear you. Yeah, so, right, so mom. <laughs> the best part is the mom, mom laugh. Yeah, the best is I know. Laugh. All right, mom. Laugh? Mark Harmon or Kurt Russell? Ooh. Oh, that's so hard. And you got to explain your answer. Uh, I think Mark Harmon. Explain your answer. I think Whoa. it's because I, I've seen Kurt Russell in movies since he was six years old. So he's more or less my age, and it's kind of hard to think of. It's like a brother. It's kind I, of hard I, to think I would of like him as a hunk. So Mark Harmon. That when. To, Tequila Sunrise came out. Do I and know who Mark Kurt Russell and, and CIS? 
when Russell, when Kurt Russell and Mel Gibson were vying for Michelle Pfeiffer in the movie, and I asked mom which one she thought would get the the girl, she said Mel Gibson for the exact same reason she said about Kurt Russell now, twenty plus years ago, which is that Kurt Russell she knew. Really, she, you yeah, remember? I remember. It's amazing. So he's like a brother up, to her. In honor of that, your next one up is Mel Gibson, Mark Harmon, or Mel Gibson, and I'll, let's make it easy. Um, old, crazy, anti-Semitic Mel Gibson. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't. Fair, you know so. what? No, I, even young Mel Gibson, I think she didn't like that, a mullet. Mom doesn't like a mullet. Uh, yeah, I don't like a mullet. Um, I always thought Mel Gibson was extraordinary as an actor, but I think Mark Harmon is more more like handsome and sexy. Oh, jeez. All right, so Mark Harmon <laughs> or Harrison Ford? Drop Any era Harrison? Oh, that is tough. Mark Harmon or Harrison? Are we doing? She Harrison was just saying while we were watching Mando. She was just saying, I feel like there needs to be a little bit more Han Solo in this. <laughs> you know, young Harrison Ford and old Harrison Ford. And old Harrison Sorry. Ford, old Harrison pretty Ford's. hunky. Yeah, I don't like his attitude, but you got to say the guy's got sex oh, appeal. So Mark Harmer or Harrison Ford. Mm, mm, so dumb. Let's go with Harrison Ford or Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid. Young Dennis Quaid. Oh, hands down, no now I'm playing. Loves young Dennis Quaid. <laughs> no, no, no. Young, young Dennis Quaid. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Dennis... This is good. Now we're in the young years. And right? old Dennis Quaid. Wait, Dennis and Quaid's. old Dennis Quaid. <laughs> All Dennis Quaid's. Okay. Dennis Quaid and Clooney specifically in his ER days. Nah, Dennis Quaid. Okay. You I never found Clooney. Uh, Clooney. I think Clooney Clooney's incredibly handsome. He's amazing, but for some reason, I like Dennis Quaid's sex appeal more. Dennis Quaid's more of a Han Solo rogue. All right, now now we're gonna really test you, Mom. Oh, Dennis Quaid, or going back to your roots, Mark Anthony. <gasps> nah, Dennis Quaid. Mark Anthony won't fail. <laughs> <laughs> She just called them ugly in Spanish. All right, Dennis Quaid, <laughs> the final round of the comparison. Although he does have sex appeal, but no, not my type. The, the final, the final. Ooh, Andy Garcia. Mm. Uh, <laughs> the final round of the comparison. Okay. Andy Dennis Garcia Quaid or, or Andy Dad? Garcia. <laughs> oh God. Um, I mean, this is kind of weird because Dennis Quaid reminds me a little bit of Dad, and Andy Garcia reminds me of Mario. So this is like a very tough. Uh, this is very weird. Um, no, I, 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 I Quaid. If move you, on. Yeah, no, yes, Dennis Quaid is is more sexy. Dennis than Quaid wins. That's her number one. All right. So Dennis Quaid is the winner of Mom's birthday comparathon. I feel like that was a great. That was a great use of the comparathon. Although, although if you were to say Dennis Quaid, Mark Harmon, no, Dennis Quaid. Yeah. Well, Dennis Quaid. Oh, interesting. Dennis Quaid or Mark Harmon. Yeah, we go back to the beginning. Still Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid's body of work is a little more impressive. All right. Yes. Now let's talk about some of the stuff we've been watching. Have we all watched The Holiday? Yes. Yeah. Starring Emma Roberts. We did. We did. And Lily and I I thought was a Hemsworth, but. Loved it. So I, I just I just assumed he was a lesser known handsome. Oh, Mom went down a Google rabbit hole. She's sitting next up. to me and she's I was like, going, "This guy's one of the fourth brother." And this, this is, is the, the fourth Hemsworth. And I was like, "No, there's only three. And she's like, "No, this one's definitely one of them." She says she liked the movie because she spent most of it on her phone trying to figure out if this guy was related to the Hemsworths. <laughs> I just so, for so most of the movie, I was like, they make a movie with a lookalike from someone who's a star. This is the Hemsworth lookalike for this movie. Yeah, this guy's gonna get like the way Josh Lucas gets all of the McConaughey parts. Like yeah. that, right? That exactly. He, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's the lookalike. When they can't get the Hemsworth boys, they bring him in. <laughs> so, would you buy Rent or Meh this movie, or would you like about it or not like about it? Uh, Holiday Rent. I'd say maybe rent, yeah. I, for me, it's a solid rent. It's a rent. Yeah, definitely rent. I I, I enjoyed it so much, and I didn't enjoy it as much as was. Is it called the holiday? The the one with um, oh, that's the worst. Movie. The one you hate, but Ali and I love. But that one I would buy. But holiday, I would rent. Here's the thing about holiday. The biggest flaw, in addition to being old tropes and dated and yada yada yada, it's actually greatest. Flaw is that it's 
20 minutes too long. But I thought it's an hour and 20 minutes. In the- it's an hour and 44 minutes. Oh, I thought it was. It needed to be. But that includes 80, the credits. It needed to be 80 to 85 they, minutes. You know why? They really didn't need that sister storyline. And that, like, I think they didn't. That kind of got drawn out a little bit in a weird way. And the only reason I was just so advanced is that I didn't think it, I thought the ending was, uh, okay, let's get this over with boom, bing, bang after all this time. And then all of a sudden the movie kind of, they went to photos. It's like they ran out of money and they didn't right. need to pay the Mom actors like, anymore, so they just put photos Mom up. Mom was like, end. why can't we see that part of the movie? Like, <laughs> what's going on here? Go to the Christmas dinner. It probably, yeah. it probably like, was like, in the original script. Christmas? What is this? Yeah, I'm sure like, it was. No, and they ran out of time and money, and they just said, let's just do a slideshow. So, <laughs> so this no, movie has... But a, that's why, but it was fun. The brightest spot of this movie, although I really enjoyed Emma Roberts, the brightest spot of this movie was the poop scene. When she has oh, to go to the bathroom, she was hysterical. I was hurting. I was laughing so hard. And what that led me to want to ask is, okay, there are some legendary poop scenes in movies Bright that mates. we like, and so let's Bright play a little renter man with them. Not this mom, movie. Mom, just wait till we introduce the bit. <laughs> Don't show mom the notes anymore. She's just she's already answering. Head. Oh, it's no, like when you watch that. a show with mom, you can't even read the notes. She's just saying it, what the correct it's answer It's like when is. you watch a show with mom that she's already seen and she starts predicting things. Um, okay, so by or that she hasn't seen. Oh. I started season six of Bosch with her, and she's like, Oh, yeah, that wife, she definitely is on it. She did it with that guy. They murdered the guy. And I was like, God, mom, I have an entire <laughs> the season episode, to watch. In the I second episode, she's telling me the whole thing. Well, you know, when you so, watch 16 years of uh, NCIS, you know the end of movies and <laughs> shows. So, so by renter, I've seen all the scripts. Huh? Dumb and Dumber, the, the, the scene in Dumb and Dumber with Jeff Daniels in the bathroom. I don't know if she remembers. Which I like, I don't find that funny, but all I think about is Lily and Becky laughing hard. I, can't I think even. that is one of the funniest, the best physical comedy of all time. I have full body convulsions are. I laugh so hard. Like I, I hurt myself. Mm-hmm. The I can't, I, I'm just, yeah. Well, probably the least I'm famous, bleeding. but the oft quoted <laughs> in our family, in Van Wilder, when the bad guy at the end is taking his LSAT exam and they give him the medicine. And he goes in the garbage he, and goes, I'm bleeding. He so. like shits in the room with the like, exam people. See, that's too <laughs> much for me. To I like that. I'm, okay. Yeah. And then the very famous bridesmaids. <laughs> Look scene. away. And I'm going to say the whole <laughs> scene, away. not just, not just the, the grand finale, scene. but the whole scene. So and when she, she poos and in what, the what's the question? <laughs> the by renter man. Okay. I mean, I, I don't even, I don't remember the scene in Dumb and Dumber because it was when you guys were little and I was probably busy while you were watching that movie, even though I might have watched it with you many times. I don't remember. I'd have to watch that scene again, so I can't speak to it. But I please, think Please watch entire, that scene with mom and video mom watching it. Okay, I will. So from no beginning to end, the entire bit of Bridesmaids, like when it begins after they walk out of the restaurant and then they go to the bridal shop and the way it develops to the climax is truly a buildup of one I, I of the funniest things yes. ever written for a movie. Yeah. I would say the construct and of that poop scene is, is phenomenal. Now I don't think you, it needed to like ride on the shoulders of the other poop scenes that have come before it, but it is a masterpiece that poop scene. So I think it's we just agree. because it's not just, it's not just because like, if you think about holiday, it, it's Funny as soon as she but walks comes out of nowhere, holiday you know it's is funny not on the table because here. you saw bridesmaids, right? Oh, okay. No, but I'm I'm trying to explain. It's funny and and she does it masterfully, and it's a very kind of almost heartwarming scene. If you're married or going are going out with someone who would actually do that for you, right? Like clean you up after you make a mess on yourself. But the bridesmaid scene with the dress in the street, the whole thing was just beyond. Uh, anything I'd ever seen. Uh, to me, it was one of the funniest things. It will always be one of the funniest things I've ever seen. So that's a buy. Thumbs it up. Yeah. Buy Bridesmaids, Rent, Dumb and Dumber, Man Van Wilder. That's I flip answer. Van Wilder and Dumb and Dumber, but that's fair. Okay. Man I buy all of them because I don't play by the rules. Okay. So we know Lily. Lily loves a good Lily movie. has her own <laughs> podcast. No rules. Moving on to the next. No, she just loves a good poop scene. Moving on to the next more substantive part of the episode here. 
Okay. The Mandalorian season two is upon us. We're now three episodes in. And I think like most streaming shows, it takes, you know, three episodes before you know whether or not the season's going to be good. Okay. But can we talk about the fact that episodes, episode one for sure, and debatably episode two kind of contradict the entire Mando character that they spent season one building and creating. He's dumber. Oh. He's making weird choices. He's Despite like, you say that. Well, yeah, I said gullible. today in the third episode, I said, this is one really gullible guy. What the hell? Here's it just the- seems like he's making choices that are putting he- baby Yoda at risk that don't seem important. It's just. Here's happening? my criticism of the Mandalorian and of Boba Fett is that they are suits that people think are super cool that really like they haven't figured out really what those characters are. Whereas other characters that are Mandalorians, for example, Bo-Katan who appears in this, uh, who appears in the third episode, who was established in, in a lot of depth in the animated series, who is played by one of the actors I cannot stand, Katie Sackhoff. Um, I'm so much more. No, geez. Well, tell us yeah. more about that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. oh, that's only ever had 24 nice she was in. To say about but, you, so oh. well, what, was she, did, what did she play in 24? Oh, the one where they waterboard her. Oh, she was the worst. It was season seven or eight. It was whatever one of the. I stopped watching the show because people watched watching beyond before. season one. <laughs> so, anyways, Jai. Katie Sackhoff, and she's also in. Get Where were you when we were in the country watching season after season? I, I was the one who brought the DVD. Sorry. Mom. So Katie no, Sack- she means Becky. So my point is that that character was well established without the armor. She was a character that was sketched. The Mandalorian, like, is ultimately people are like, you know what people really love? Boba Fett armor. Let's make a show with a lot of Boba Fett armor. And I think this season is good. I love the third episode. But the character of the Mando, like they finally have introduced, I think, something somewhat interesting about him when you find out in the third episode, spoiler alert, that his whole creed of Mandalorianism is this like extreme cult and that the rest of the Mandalorians that we've known all along haven't been, um, uh, take off their helmets. You know, it's really interesting because when he got his new um, suit in season one, I got the feeling that they were they were this cultish zealot group, but I didn't know because I don't know the entire um, what do you call it the mythology Oubra. or the, the what do you call the, it the the code the code the creed the yeah of the no I don't no, know all, like the whole universe oh the whole universe yeah. Of Mandalorians, but there's others. Well, I didn't know that there were others until until more. him, right? But for example, like when Boba Fett existed, I I didn't know there were others, and then now the Mandalorian comes up. I really didn't. I, it, I didn't know the story behind the the uh, Mandalorians. In any event, when in season one, it struck me that these people seem very cultish and zealot. But I said, okay, to me that was okay. So that's their story. I love the fact that they introduce this other set of Mandalorians that aren't zealots. It's and like they, unorthodox. And but they, unorthodox, they are, right? Oh, you mean there's Jews well, they that, are the mainstream women one. that don't wear a wig? They are the mainstream The other ones, ones are the mainstream ones. The, the woman, Bo-Katan, played by Katie Sackhoff, who I, 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 I changed we my know, opinion. We know you don't like her. Like well, her. no, I changed my opinion on her just based on her playing Bo-Katan because she was fantastic in okay. that role. The That character is part of the like royal court of this... Uh, uh, planet that was destroyed by the empire because it it was this it had its own independent streak during the during the clone wars and eventually because the empire couldn't control them they destroyed it but Bo-Katan's sister was the duchess of the planet she was the 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 actual royalty of the planet and uh, she was also Obi-Wan Kenobi's love interest my point being is that Mandalorians as far as we know thus far before before the uh, before the show the mandalorian mandalorians are more like the ones you saw that got added into the show it was really confusing to me for 10 episodes of this show to be like i don't get it they've been telling us mandalorians are this other group of people that take off their helmets all the time i don't understand what's going on here so that makes more sense to you now yeah that was a huge relief for me because it was super annoying but if you think about how they're structuring what they probably hope to be many seasons 
it's great that they had you confused and, and, and it was a bit of a suspense of where is this going? Because that's a cool device, I think. You know, here's this well, universe of people like you, Shai, that know the backstory to a lot of stuff. And then there's people like me who is just, I'm just a fan from the very beginning, it, but I never it, bothered to look at all of the also, side stories, right? It also gives him room to evolve and develop if he's going to then right, move away from um, his... Pasquale. Right, he ever is, thing. because right now he's still very much a zealot. So, you know, and he's so focused on the one mission he has that he almost never cares about anything else, which might be why he makes such stupid decisions. And he was it doesn't a make any sense. So he was a kid who was... He's a child, yeah. Really, you know, I think you made a point in our conversations offline about how he was brainwashed that maybe his whole creed isn't exactly... Like, he was brainwashed as a kid. Right. He, he was basically raised by these by this cult which i think is exactly. a really nice spin and makes him more interesting because and it gives him more room to grow and develop and yeah. pasquale has been arguing to get thing. the helmet off i don't know if you saw this he and disney got into a big yeah, because argument. he wants his face to be seen i mean how much does an actor not want their face to be seen Can, what are you saying shay and and so that that's that and so um becky what did you think um, in particular of the first couple episodes i, I know you liked them more than i did or, or maybe we, I, I like the you first I have, one. I didn't like the right. second one, but so, in general, I thought the first two were like throwaway. But you so were here's, more into it. Yeah. So here's so I understood what I do like about the structure of the show is that every episode is a new adventure. Great. I'm on board. I have no problem with that being the structure. Um, but if that's the structure, then each adventure has to be a piece of the puzzle, a key. Right. It makes mm -hmm. me. Think of avatar right every episode of avatar is a new adventure but it's a little clue towards the towards the grand finale or to you know to the whole story my problem with the first episode is that yes they're giving us some sort of clue which is that he's looking for another mandalorian um which we which we assume is is boba fett right but in order to be on that adventure he is contradicting everything that he was building in season one, which is to get baby Yoda to a safe place to the Jedi. Right. So that's everything needs to be driving that forward. But there's this key moment in that episode where he's fighting a sand monster in order to make a trade. He's, if he kills a sand monster, he gets the Mandalorian armor back from Timothy Oliphant. And you're like, okay, whatever. That doesn't even seem that important. Although we get it. If he's like a religious, you know, um, uh, extremist equivalent, extremist. you know, or like a cult, uh, a cult kid. Um, but my problem is that he thinks at one point that he's going to die. Like he's so committed to getting this armor back. He's going to die for it. And then just goes to Oliphant. Okay. If I die, take care of the kid. What? So when <laughs> does a bit weird. In getting this armor become more important than his mission well, must be of getting important Yoda then. to a safe place. But uh, I'm just saying, it's like... I truly it, believe... But so Becky, can I say something? I truly believe that they something? are... Hold on, hang on. Hold on. I truly believe they are shoehorning Boba Fett into this story. He does not need to be a part of it, but they're like forcing it as much Right, as so there's a lot about that episode. What does that have to do with Boba Fett? Well, I... Lily did not catch that they showed Boba Fett alive at the end of the first episode. That guy who's... And that's whose armor he gets. I didn't catch then. That's Boba Fett. And then the armor that he gets back from Oliphant is Boba Fett's armor. Is it? Yes. That I think we realized at the beginning of it. But my the, the, maybe well, the, he the guy that's the, the guy that's watching him. Yeah, the, the bald guy. The bald guy, yeah. That's Tomorrow watching Morrison. him is Boba Fett. Tomorrow Morrison. And that's who's watching him? Yeah. That's Boba Fett? Yeah. What so made Becky a... realize that was him? I never had no I, I texted Shy. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> okay. Um, Thank you. So you feel a lot better. So, now I may go back and watch but wait, hold on. I, yeah, yeah. But here's the thing. So that's so that's what really bothered me about the first episode. Um, my other issue with the first episode is actually, and it's a shame, but it felt like Amy Sedaris was acting. She plays like the like the junkyard the, um, the junk, mechanic. Yeah woman it felt like she was acting in a completely different show like her acting was not in tune in a line with anything else it was she's funny and she's weird and her overacting can be really in like charming but it just like 
tone tone wise, it was so jarring. It actually made me not enjoy the scenes or the episodes. So I was like, it just feels so yeah, but weird and me, uneven fan, and like, they're not even the same. To me, yeah. The only fan compensated so much for anything that I was so happy that he was in it that I was like, I was fine. I think the lesson I is more I loved him and Mando. We I just couldn't Olifant. believe that they put in a sheriff all of that. I, there was, oh, were we that's bad? That's why. If but that's why. Sheriff, that's who you That's who you hire. That's, that's why it's good. I know. Now, the second no, episode. I loved, I loved it, mind you. The second episode I liked more because it was scary and you bring in the uh, resistance fighters. Sure. And, you know, it, I thought it was like just like a more fun, adventure one that's actually let's, let's get into getting the controversy us controversy of the second episode. No, wait, wait a yeah. second. One of the things that I wanted to say is that I felt, I felt that... Um, there is a thread of moving things forward because in every episode he comes across someone that takes him to the next step, right? But um, those steps are somewhat like artificial. They, that's just because they've decided that he needs to go to Tatooine and then they needs to go to the ice planet that is in Hoth and then he needs to go to the water planet. Yeah, that was right? weird. Like, it's a little bit like it's a little bit like the Star Wars travel show, and and at this point, it's right? Just, yeah, it's a lot. But Lily, yeah, yeah, why don't you take us through the controversy, Lily? Which I, by the so, way, well, I'll tell yeah. you. Yeah. Okay, so we watched the episode, <laughs> and um, there's a very dark, kind of comedic bit in the episode of, you know, Mando has to bring this frog creature to her to this planet. And transport her so he can find another Mandalorian. She's carrying eggs in a, container. She, in a container that she needs to be have fertilized because she is the last line of her family. Like that is the last hope for her family line to continue. But uh, she carries them in this container that seems to have a very easy to open like lid to just pop. And as we know, Baby Yoda is a carnivore and he's hungry because he's growing. And he uh, snacks on those eggs multiple times during the episode. So and Mando reprimands him. He just pops them in his mouth. And Mando reprimands him because the, the, that poor frog's eggs, right? Ha ha, he he. Turns out um, audiences everywhere were up in arms because <laughs> how could you make a joke about somebody like losing their, you know, eggs or their their baby their future babies their family line it's something to joke about and there was quite a, a controversy about this scene i specifically thought i was just gonna say it was it, it was interesting because on twitter someone you know there's everybody's making a big fuss and one of the uh, people who worked on that episode specifically wrote look like we thought it was comedic or like some dark comedy would like bring some light no know, it's the like the, the showrunner right it wasn't the show it wasn't the showrunner it was somebody it was i think someone who is a part of the creative uh, artistic team actually mm-hmm. and and said um we kind of thought well it's like a chicken before it's fertilized it's not really an animal and right. we eat egg. a lot of people eat eggs so we didn't think it was such a big deal and then people wrote back yeah but a chicken isn't like a being with like intelligence to the level of that it like mothers the way this clearly this frog species does so that's a problem and then someone else pipes in and says actually it's not at all like the chicken it's more like somebody who's trying to do ivf and then somebody steals their eggs and they can't do ivf and i was reading this and i'm like jesus and i go look uh, i, said I mean to i don't want to get like, look i don't wait wait let her wait, listen i go i don't know i don't know in the moment, I was like, "Hee hee, that's pretty dark and funny," and I and I go, "But if you're gonna bring IVF into this, I'm just gonna say, my embryos are like cryogenically frozen at like a lockdown lab. She just left her babies in like some rando hallway on a ship, like with a creature, <laughs> like like with don't... a creature that she doesn't know. Like pick them, like like we're at the in the beginning of episode three where she's like grabbing onto those babies, holding them, lady." Like you so, t- I do want like a can of Coke. I want to point out a couple of things. I want. I Vlad and I did a lot of talking on this, and one, my reaction was, listen, I found it dark and funny. I understand and I respect that not all people that joke sure. not sit well with people, and that's okay. And I, I get that. That that's that has value to it. But what it showed to me is that the writers in the room, the creative voices are only representing one specific voice because I do think that somebody 
so I don't know if it would have been a woman or someone with a different experience. Somebody would have brought that up and the joke could have been written differently and it wasn't. And that to me just points to... How would it be different? I think that so joke how, is that how joke. could the joke be written? No, yeah. Vlad and I talked about how would you rewrite it? Vlad's pitch for the joke was that the whole episode, the gag is that he's trying to eat them and he keeps getting caught and Mando keeps it. And then at the very end, when Mando's not looking or she's not looking, he gets and he sneaks one. And the dark joke is that he eats one. Not that he's consistently eating them throughout, but you're building it up to like, he's getting, well, kind of, I think you know, it's, like getting I your hands to be like, sure. I feel like that's and you so can like rewrite it to be like, no, but it's like less, less babies being eaten. You know? Like, true. Anyway. It seemed the way, like, I, I feel like at the, it's, it, I will say this quickly. I, I, someone else then defended the the bit by saying, "You don't know if Baby Yoda's good or bad. You don't know this character, and you don't know if he he's eating babies. He doesn't care. Like we don't. You assume because you know Yoda that you and this is an altruistic so character, and he's so cute. He's a carnivore. Like you have no idea what his ethical Excuse line and alignment is. And he's, he's a baby. A toddler. And he's a baby. He's Come a baby. on, you put food that the toddler likes in front of them, some candy Becky or knows. cookies or whatever. He's a toddler. You can't keep a lid on mine? it. Try to try to take an so egg I, away I, from I, baby Sunny. I err on that. Like <laughs> the character part. I, I hope it wasn't just played for last because I would expect Star Wars to be smarter than that. If it I was think just, it was. I, I did enjoy, I enjoyed it as a joke, but I think the character part of it is exactly what you said. Baby Yoda is learning, not just, right. to, you know, the child is not just learning like how to exist. He's learning about the value right of and wrong and, and, and the right value and of life. And when you look at the end of that third episode and he sees the oh, miracle he's playing, of he's the playing baby with the born, thing. Oh no, I kept says, being like, please don't it? eat that frog. I was like, oh shit. If he eats that baby frog, then we do have a problem. To, to me, all of those jokes, all the random spiders and things he eats until he sees that baby born and he realizes what the life is and then he loves it and he wants to know if he can keep it, which is the last line i think the bit it. yeah so, he's like we already have me, a pet to me that's the the character payoff of what point. i did think was pretty funny of a bunch of like like again like alien creatures like eating funny things and be baby yoda like i thought it was funny and i realized why i, I take becky's position which is it could have been done better he didn't actually that's need a good to point he didn't actually need to eat it to for the joke to work um uh, that's a good but, point yeah. but the character piece i think is very much has to do with Baby Yoda is an extremely powerful being, and he is going to have to learn to value life right. in order to do whatever he is meant to do. And what I find, and I had thought about this already, but it was very clear in the in the relationship of the Mandalorian to Baby Yoda and the eggs, and ultimately the the tadpole frog, is that the Mandalorian, who we don't know anything about him except that he was raised by this cult is actually teaching baby Yoda how to be civilized. No, you don't eat that. Stop doing that. Behave yourself. You know, be respectful. Well, he's got a very strict it's a moral very, code. No, but it's very interesting that he's, it's not another Jedi that's teaching baby Yoda how to ethics. be respectful and ethics. It's a Mandalorian, which has nothing Who's to do with Who's a bounty hunter. Who's a bounty hunter. So I think that, that is a really interesting um, development that I wasn't expecting he's not just ushering baby yoda to the planet with the jedis he's actually a vested interest on the way Mm -hmm. which i think is is a nice dimension that's added to it now lily i i understand you probably and becky have a lot of questions about what exactly is happening because the big reveals of that third episode yeah i'm not sure if we should take this offline okay all right (laughs) i'll make uh, no, I mean, like, it either will make Becky and I look like we know nothing about Star Wars or it'll make it look like you know too much about Star Wars. The bottom line so is, this is the, the, sure. the risk. Give they us have. a bottom line. I know, bottom about, line is I know about the Darksaber. She's, she's explained it all to me. Ah- Ahsoka Tano was Anakin Skywalker's um, Padawan. And she leaves the Jedi Order because of a controversy. Basically, as the Jedi Order is getting old and like stuck in their own head, they blame her for something and they kick her out that they never should have. And that is part of Anakin's leading to the dark side and losing trust in the Jedi, even before Padme dies in Revenge of the Sith. So Ahsoka and Ahsoka herself goes, she's kind of like Luke Skywalker. She goes from annoying young character learning to use the Force to like very wise but very jaded um, person doing the right thing. 
and she is kind of like this like not lone wolf but she has a few friends but in general she comes in and out of the series after that and she emerged as probably the most interesting new character of of the last of the last period even more interesting than the new characters in the in the new films so forever people have been wondering are they going to have the guts to put her into live action and forever everyone's always wanted rosario dawson to play her so rosario dawson is cast to play her and they're building up to this my fear or not my fear i think this proves one of my points which is that people are always saying oh i love the mandalorian because it you know it's different it's all the things we love about star wars it's like empire strikes back there's no jedis you know what the thing that makes star wars star wars is jedis and the force and all of those things about good mm-hmm. people that are there and when she's on the screen and part of the story i'm not really sure how much value the actual mandalorian is going to have anymore because they aside from this little zealot thing they haven't really established much value to him other than the guy transporting baby yoda who is also connected to the rest of the universe otherwise he's just like a dude wrestling with his religious beliefs so Hmm. But the introduction Except of Ahsoka that, is do we know great. anything about him biologically? Because we know he's a foundling, and we know that the the Mandalorians take him in and and raise him within their cult. But do we know where he really comes from, and who were his ancestors? He, uh, he comes from Mandalorian, um, but but we don't know for sure. And then the other thing I'll say is I'll predict is I still have felt Tamar Morrison, who played Boba Fett, they showed him once. He also is. The character fashioned after him is Captain Rex, who is a former stormtrooper who is Ahsoka Tano's like loyal buddy. And there's all sorts of speculation because his death has not been seen yet on screen that he survived <laughs> and he fought in Return of the Jedi on the planet of Endor and that he might still be with Ahsoka Tano. And I figure if you've got Tamora Morrison coming back to play Boba Fett, slap a white beard on him and have him be Captain Rex also. So I am looking to see if when Ahsoka's on screen, Captain Rex is there. And if they have those two, they don't need to make the Mandalorian anymore. I will just watch that show till the end of time because that is one of the best relationships and like bonds of friends in in all. And, of Star Wars. and okay. you're saying you've seen this because from the cartoon? Well, the animated series, Lily. Sorry, the it's animated series. Cartoon. This is this is this is where you've seen this backstory from the the Rebel. Yes. Clone you Wars? guys are going to be okay. so confused when this happens. Here's the thing. Okay, so wait, wait. Now what I, I need, what I need is I need to see Pedro Pascal's face and I need Baby Yoda. Again. You give me those two things, I'll watch it till the end of time. Right, exactly, Becky. I think you're totally right. However, here's the part that I really appreciated today because before those three Mandalorians took off their mask, I think it was before that, I said to Lily, where are the people? The original Star Wars movies... It isn't just about the Force and Yoda. It was that's, Luke and Leia. That's and, when that's when she Solo. said, "I need a little more, more Han Solo." Solo meaning that I need more people in this. It's like only creatures and people in in suits. Where are the funny Where's and the humans? Or this, yeah, like some. And when the Mandalorians humans. took off their mask, I went, "Ha! Finally, we're going to have a little bit of human action here." Even though they're Mandalorian, they're still human humans and. Which is what, what's his name again? Pedro Pascal. His, his, you know, he's obviously underneath this thing, a good looking human. But mom just wants some hotties. No, but we're missing. I want hugs. I want the hugs. I want the human campiness, which we get a little bit with Yoda with the eggs and all the dark humor and all that. But we need a little bit more of that. And then I think that. You know, besides the fact Mom you're totally wants right, more baby Yoda. And I'd watch a cooking speed. show of just baby Yoda eating stuff. It's oh, he's hysterical. so cute. I don't know who's now the that I have a baby, behind him, but he's now amazing. that I do have a little little baby that is about, I guess, what a fifty-year-old Yoda sounds like. Oh my god, it's just like little Goo Goo Gaga. It's so cute. Those yeah, are the same sound. Very powerful Goo Goo Gaga. <laughs> I love it. It's so cute. All right. That wraps our Mandalorian discussion. Let's now move on to what we've been watching. People watching. But like overall, a buy. Everybody's like, oh, yeah. Mandalorian, keep keep it coming. I think it's in danger. I think it's in danger of being in like, of, of it of really ultimately people just it's like the same thing with like Luke Skywalker. In the end of the day, like people want to see Luke Skywalker. He doesn't stop you right. know. now. Mark Hamill has said he would reprise his role. If he reprised his role, it could be done in this time period because Luke Skywalker is still alive and is alive. Correct. 
So That'd be pretty I'm cool. kind of waiting for that. I'm waiting for one of the trios to Very show up. Very cool. Well, and we know it's not going to be Harrison Ford, so hey. Or Leia. Well, Leia, but you know. Yeah. And she rests in peace. So yeah, buy all, right. all around. Keep keep watching the Mandalorian. All right, Mom, what have you been watching? <laughs> you know, it's really interesting. Oh, Ted Lasso. We yeah, Wonderful. we're I know we're behind on our uh, own podcast about it. But um, Ted Lasso was <laughs> one of the best shows I've ever seen. I have to tell you, especially there's, also, there's no greater show in Divinity than us finding show, Ted Lasso when we did. We found it. Number one, we were in confinement, and it's been a tough few weeks. It's over been a tough here few weeks, and then the election. Yes, and it was just a very that. stressful time. And we discovered we started watching Ted Lasso, and it was it, it's like a someone takes a weight off of you when you watch that show. It's so delightful and funny, and I don't know, I just love that show. It came at the right time. It's like you know, if you're in an RX wreck when you are down or stressed have a shot they did two Lasso. episodes about it without okay, me but I, I needed to say that what else have i watched no pretty you, busy here with you're your watching um, um some like magic show for oh, no, young but, you young know, middle that school was, girl that's a little, a little <laughs> child show but i did watch something else that i said to you was very good that okay, i watched you think myself. about it and then we'll remember. go and then you can we can come back you know to it you. wasn't very memorable if i can't remember what it was we'll come back again, you've I been watching that show that Lori lotman was fired from for cheating full house well, no, where no, the no. heart is about like Canadian I Mounties. watched a Hallmark. You have to understand, <laughs> she under a great deal of stress. Hallmark shows <laughs> of the world and the pandemic and illness and and a new baby. I I need. I do watch things like Bosch, and I started watching The Alienist. These are dark shows. Oof, I couldn't even watch that. But I need something that is not only that you can watch, even if you're not watching TV. Oh, New Amsterdam is what she watches. Right. But show. I just want to refer to this Hallmark show because it's like pablum, but it's it's sweet, and it and you don't feel bad. Like, you can watch it. You don't have to pay close attention. Do you remember the name of this show? Um, where the where heart the is, is where my heart that, felt heart no, is. It's actually based on some novel. My heart felt Mountie. Just look up IMDb Lori Lotland. Whatever. It, it, anyway, she she's not actually recommending anybody and, watch. And Lily kept saying to me, you know, but they, you know, they took her off the show. Well, she was fired. <laughs> yeah, she was fired from the show before. And I'm watching like I'm in season three now, and I'm waiting for the day that she stops coming on the show because she's one of the main actresses. And I'm and in my head I'm going, how are they going to get rid of her because she's a main actor in the show. Put her in prison? And, and, no. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of a random episode, they they t- they they tell each other, "Oh, it's too bad so and so had to go to East to take care of her <laughs> mother." East. Yeah, and she takes her them. Her adopted kid with her, and they disappear from the show. So the sad thing is, this poor kid who was doing a really good job at yeah, she's like out. Ten year old kid lost his Lori job. Couldn't get her kids to into prison. school the normal way. Anyway. So that was the end of that. The show finished. And, um, you know, Shai, you'll appreciate this. It's one of these shows that everything is very sweet and wonderful and, and things always work out. And then they friggin' kill one of the main, another main actor who the principal character is the love of her life and they just kill him off and i'm going what the, the this hell show does is not seem like about? a good investment i have to tell you i feel it's like nice. I, spent, I spent enough time listening to mom talk about it i don't need to watch it now right, no yeah. he's not recommending i do not recommend it. what i do recommend, <laughs> recommend interestingly any- enough is new amsterdam it is a a hospital show that is intense it's on and amazon dark, prime but it's really good another hospital show yeah, well, there's only one hospital show. Animated. Welcome back, days. season seventeen, Grey's Eps one Grey's and two. Academy. Season seventeen. If you needed another reason to, to so this show, New Amsterdam, is a cross between oh, ER, going. the original ER. Yeah, still going. I think they got it. They got it. Mom. They got oh, it. She mentioned Grey's. I'm no, no, going no. to say it's Mom, a cross I'm cutting you off. ER. It's like seven I'm minutes. You know, I didn't give a dog for seven <laughs> minutes. Right. Talk Lily, for half what an are you hour about Mandalorian? Queen's Gambit. Mom, that's the subject, oh, yeah. that the subject of the show, not... <laughs> I thought I was the subject of the show. No. We, we, we love you very much. Um, Queen's Gambit is as good as they say it is. It so is watch so it. good. Uh, Sexy okay. chess, here we come. <laughs> yep. Bring it. Listen, Becky, you once said about Riverdale, why does Veronica always look like she's going to a sexy, <laughs> sexy meeting, meeting at the bank? At the bank. 
sexy meeting at the bank. <laughs> it's one of the funniest things. Ever. All right, Becky, what are you watching? I am watching the the it it came out a little while ago, but the newest season of Great British Baking Show that's up on Netflix. I'm watching it and calling calling it like I'm an like I'm a, a angry sportscaster. I am very into it. It's a lot of fun. Um, and I also just started the Hulu show The Great with Al Fanning and Nicholas Holt. Um, that's this. Um, it's like this very stylized, absurdist take on Catherine the Great. It's uh, like really Elfani. kind of wild and fun and unexpected. Um, very cool. Yeah. So I have been watching The Magicians based on Josh and Mom's recommendation, and they have done great in other scenarios. But like this one is a serious snooze. So much of this show is like discussion of recipes of spells as if you're supposed to know or care. And there's always new conditions being turned on. Well, if we look in the mirror and we eat the flies, then we won't be able to get your brother back from the well outside in the campus. Yes, I, it's I'm true. banging makes, my head against the wall. Little it's sense. really good fantasy movie it, and show and you're i mean I'm not, i don't think i'm bash i don't Next bash it as much as I does. academy is crap too he definitely doesn't watch that i'm not i'm not i'm not on board as mom and josh but i'm not bashing it though like i'm not like i'll, against I'll it pick it up once in a while but in I, watched, middle. I watched like four episodes over four nights and i just none of the characters are likable yet it's it's a lot um so yeah, i don't know I if i'm that. watching that the old guard tio mario was convinced me to watch it and he was so excited Aww. i tried to watch it twice and and What's just I mean, look i sleep you through everything, but i slept through it twice and did not really have much interest <laughs> in finding out what happened to charlize and her immortal friends so unfortunately i love charlize and she was great in it i'm not super interested in in what happens next with the old guard i don't know you guys watched a while ago what did you think about it lil oh we did the whole bit on it becky rewrote it oh right. no becky said that like they couldn't Becky's theory with Vlad was like they couldn't afford to really make it, so they just do these, like yeah, um, they just like move the story along. Becky was saying in that and, like really like cheap I, way of just talking about it and then showing you no, these like a, flashbacks. There's a lot of it. Like, there's wait, so wait, much oh, talking in the movie. Show? Which movie? For the old guard Vlad. with with Charlize. Oh like, yeah, there's yeah, so yeah, much yeah. There's a lot of Basil exposition. And right, right. just showing you the they action. couldn't afford and to film all the action film. scenes, so they talk about it right. and, right. and then they explain the, the action scenes to you. And, <laughs> the, and a lot of right. the action scenes are very shooty. So now let's go to two marvelous treats, like found money, as far as I'm concerned. The great Janet Varney tweeted about this film she was in called The Selling which is a comedy horror from the genius minds of Gabriel Diani and Etta Devine, who are a comedy duo. And I watched this movie, The Selling, and I also didn't realize till afterwards that, of course, it's kind of a take on The Shining because it's about this realtor trying to sell a haunted house. The Selling. And <laughs> it is funny and sharp. And we gotta watch it. It also is heartwarming. It has a sweetness about it in the end, and and to some of the characters because there are characters that are good friends, and Janet's in it as the quasi villain, and she's That's very so very it's the best. Funny in it. And where can people see it? And so people can see it on Amazon Prime. So it's on Amazon Prime right now. Awesome. It's a nice little, not very scary. It's not scary, scary. Not scary horror comedy that is is really like lovable, and the. G Gabriel Diani and Etta Devine are uh, hilarious. So I thought they were so funny that I was like, okay, now I need to find out as much as I can about these two. And so they have another movie that should be watched after The Selling because it, it references The Selling in a funny way um, called Diani and Devine Meet the Apocalypse. And it's about them as a couple and a comedy duo mundanely getting through the apocalypse. And it is in some ways you're worried going into it oh it's going to be another typical apocalypse movie but it's not it's really funny there's great cameos in both movies they have a lot of the same cameos in both movies so you have that kevin smith kind of feel of like oh they've got jenna varney back oh they've got right uh barry they use the same players but barry bostwick from rocky horror is in it and 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 so i loved it and then on top of that harry groner Okay, only I would know who Harry Groner is, is in both movies. 
he was the original Monkus strap on Broadway and Cats. Oh my God. So if I oh ever God, have- Does he sing and dance in this one too? In this, in, 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 in Meet the Apocalypse, he has a singing part, but it's very hammy. Anyways, the point is, is that I tweeted at Etta Divine and asked her and Gabriel if I they saw. would come on the show and we're working on that. I hope it happens. That's awesome. Because I can't wait to, to see this. Total treat. We will watch those two shows. Total treat. They are both extremely talented. I, I And this is the beginning, right? This is their first two movies that they've made. These very, very like indie movies. And I think there's just so much more amazing, funny stuff they could, that they're going to do. So Diani and Devine, cool. keep an eye on them. And with that, okay. Becky, where can people follow you? At Paper BK Princess on Twitter. And mom, do you want people to follow you? They can follow me. I don't know what they're going to find, but at Inner Wonder. On? And on Twitter. On Twitter. And no, Instagram. on Instagram. No. no you're not, don't have people you're follow you on public? Instagram. Your Instagram isn't anything. public. Yeah, it is. Yours is public? Right. No, it's not. No, it's okay. private. Who's going to follow her? Well, no, that's a very exclusive. Twitter, Maybe when we start a Patreon, it can be exclusive. Like certain people, you can you get only get to follow mom <laughs> if you're a Patreon subscriber. That's if you right. donate money. To and then we can make mom start doing live video. stories. Live Q&A. Oh, my God. She's going to have to stay living here because I'm going to have to be like her agent, like publicity person. I'll take care of it. You're so cute. Um, She's trying to find many different ways I, to keep I'm, me living here forever. I am. And, just, you know. And I'm. Spoiler alert. I'm just saying, like, I feel like I deserve, like, a welcome back, Lily. You're back. Welcome back. Point on this welcome back, Lily. Way to we miss, miss a bunch you. of episodes. I miss you. Back. I Becky miss did you guys. Did anybody ask you how you feel? Do you know how much we I had to prepare? I did research. I watched things I in know. advance. Becky showed I had up on time. Calls. I'm so happy she to be. all the shows. She took on time, notes. focused, showered, good and, lighting. And I'll say we also had some great guests. We had we Alana. No, wait. Austin. That's I, not I true. Make... I did one episode from my car. <laughs> you had Alana Austin. I, I do want to thank we had the wonderful Raymond. people. Like when... Um, you know, the late night hosts take a break and they get like celebs to fill in for them. So I really want to thank everybody that filled in for me. And um, I can't wait. Like now that I finished Ted Lasso, I can listen to the eps. I, I heard there were spoilers, so I don't want to listen, but I can't wait to catch up on our own podcast. So I want to thank them and thank you guys. And I'm really excited to be back and um, slowly making my way back to Twitter. So you can follow me, C-H-I-C-H-I-K Gomez. G-O-M-E-Z on uh, the Twitter, Chichi Kegel. And I think we're at me. You can follow me at Pancake for Table, Pancake and the number for Table on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow all the Friday Night Movie shenanigans at Fry Night Movie on Twitter and Instagram or FridayNightMoviePod.com. I actually did a little scaffolding, little, little fresh coat of paint on the website. So check it out. Let us know what you think. Uh, we, as a family, have been and support the NAACP Legal Defense Fund and the Equal Justice Initiative. Please check out those organizations, now as important as ever. And uh, with that, the music from uh, our show, our, our theme song from What Does It Eat, will kick in in post-production, and we will dance our way into the evening. Thanks, Mom, for being here on your day after your birthday. Love you. No. Love, Love you thank guys. you for having me. Thank you. Love you guys. Because I had all three of you, so thank you I'm for having honestly, me. Honestly, I'm honest. That's <laughs> surprised you were like you weren't over that you know that, you that i wasn't too what too hungover to do Drunk. the pod yeah or... no i slept on the lounge chair for about an hour and then i had a cup of coffee and then i jumped into a cold swimming pool so i was totally ready for you guys i could tell <laughs> i could tell you had a cup of coffee <laughs>
Yeah, we yeah. we had mimosas yeah. for brunch, except that I drank most of it. <laughs> but it was fun. <laughs> things, that, things that don't surprise me. Not a lot of mimosa drinkers. Hey, in listen. House, I think about it. No, I like orange juice some. and I like champagne, but I don't need them mixed. They're both. I, well, I had to make it I actually drank a table up. full of screwdrivers at Aunt Silka's anniversary party, <laughs> thinking they were orange juices, and was hammered when I was. How like, old were you? Thirteen or something. I mean, I was very young, and I was just like these orange juices taste spoiled, but I really love orange juice. <laughs> So um, we had to make screwdrivers because Lily didn't want straight up alcohol and daddy didn't want I mimosas. Didn't. You made was them. You made mimosas. I didn't so know. I made the mimosas because I figured this way they'll drink or with the me. Otherwise I'll end up bringing, they're the oranges from my tree or the tree. And it was really delicious. It was it a nice way to, you know, to have vitamin C and bubbly. Um, and poor Jose went surfing after this very large brunch. He said he threw up at least three times in the ocean. It was just not a good idea to eat that much before going surfing. How did he say he threw up in the ocean? In the yeah. whole ocean. The whole oh my ocean. goodness. We've it's a got, big place. We've got, I'm just saying, we've got cold opens, we've got cold endings here. Like, Have you guys heard the story yeah. of Vlad and the burrito and double espresso on his way? Yes. Yes. No, I haven't. But <laughs> yeah. I'm assuming we can't use it for the podcast. Yeah. Can't use it for the podcast, but I need it recorded just for our family vault. <laughs>